Normally, I'm pretty tolerant of the media and what they think passes for news. I always felt that it was my responsibility to discern what was important and what was not. But then came the death of a TV personality, and I was brought face to face with the possibility of Saget's toothbrush. The content that passes for news on major media outlets has always been subject to close analysis by their audiences. The appearance of chimp Fred Muggs with Dave Garraway on the earliest editions of the Today Show in 1952 is recalled as a charming addition to an otherwise straight-laced program, but panned by many as a cheapening of the program's character. There has always been a fine line between news and entertainment. I get that. Not all of the things that interest us are hard news items. Sports is one such category, though these days the big business of sports has increased its newsworthiness substantially. Between billionaire owners and legalized sports gambling, it's akin to financial reporting. But two months ago, NBC News reported the untimely death of actor-comedian Bob Saget, a truly sad end to the life of a man who apparently was widely loved and respected within Hollywood circles. The reporting was certainly newsworthy, given Saget's celebrity, but what has followed is just plain bizarre. The subsequent reports about what happened to Saget and the cause of his death were to be expected. It turned out that while in his hotel room, he struck his head on something, whether due to a fall or the headboard of his bed or some other hard surface. Authorities surmised that he likely died in his sleep, unaware of the severity of his injury. We were told what might have caused the trauma. We listened to medical people explain the nature of his injury and theorize about how he might have sustained such a blow. We heard tearful remembrances, now numbering four on one network alone as of the last count, from Saget's co-workers. The friends of Bob Saget are determined to outdo each other in terms of who was more devastated among them. Hearing from his grieving widow shortly after the accident was a moving interview, but the following three interviews with her over succeeding weeks seemed, well, redundant. I don't think there is anyone who does not fully understand how grieved she is. Media has seemed determined to violate the very request that Saget's widow has made, that of respecting the privacy of the family. All of this might easily have been attributed to a dearth of other news, but that has not been the case. Ukraine has been defending its country against Putin. The January 6th House Committee investigation has clarified what most people already know, that our former president brazenly plotted a political coup. And the House Judiciary Committee has been interviewing the first African-American woman as a Supreme Court nominee. March Madness is even underway, but the Saget saga continues. This past week, we revisited the investigation, which, incidentally, contains no hint of foul play or misbehavior by the victim. 
He died by accident. This week's focus enticed us with a chance to see inside Saget's hotel room, including a view into the bathroom where he must have brushed his teeth. There were no new theories presented, no conclusions drawn, just video of a hotel room that looked like any other hotel room we've ever seen. But, after all, it was Bob Saget's room. I almost expected his widow to appear again on camera to remind us all once more about how much she misses her husband. Bob Saget was a TV personality and a comedian, whose comedy shows, I have learned, were somewhat raunchy in content, a pivot from his otherwise clean-cut image. He explained that it allowed exploration of his darker side. He was, by all accounts, a nice man, a loving spouse, and a good friend, things that we should all aspire to be. To be sure, he died at a relatively young age. But he did not discover a cure for cancer. He did not end racism in America. He didn't save a life. And the obsessive time devoted to his passing by the news, now closing in on three months after the fact, might seem better afforded to other travelers in this journey called life. William of Ockham observed back in the 13th century that, quote, other things being equal, simpler explanations are generally better than more complex ones, unquote. Ockham mentioned the principle so frequently and employed it so sharply that it came to be called Ockham's razor. The simple yet tragic circumstances of Bob Saget's death don't warrant the kind of complex coverage that the news seems driven to provide to us. If it doesn't back off soon, we'll have a new philosophical precept to contemplate called Saget's toothbrush, which holds that if a newsworthy topic is covered to excess, its importance is diminished to no more than a toothbrush.